0: Bank. Yes, those people. I Is, just walked in, he's wearing a blazer. I'm like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, it's Melbourne Cup day.
1: You know well. you know what? Oh, I, I occasionally like to vary it up. I just, uh, well, you'll notice this. I haven't done it since you've been here, but yeah. randomly from time to time, I'll just bust this bus out on random days as well. Really? So yeah, keep your eye open for that. I don't think that. I've
0: actually ever seen you in just a plain t-shirt. It's always like chinos and uh, like a button up. Mm. You're always looking very smick for like starting work at 5.30 in the
1: morning. And for radio.
0: Yeah. Here I am. I've got a band (laughs) t-shirt.
1: Chris will be able to vouch for me here on the weekend on Saturday. I wore shorts and a t-shirt here. Wow. And thongs.
0: Why isn't it raining? (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) I wear thongs all the time on Saturday.
1: The biggest problem I've come across, though, with dressing up this year for Melbourne Cup matching the mask to the outfit because you know i've got the the green tie on i've got yeah, the suit it's, it's looking not like, schmick. It's be
0: that like blue green surgical mask color <laughs> Can we, is that oh my pa, is it pantom- 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 pantomime's color of the year <laughs> blue should, green surgical it's gotta mask be. please it's gotta do be that.
1: <laughs> i just say we just name that now
0: <laughs> yeah we
1: just do it you're right there yeah it's not right no, now <laughs> COVID test coming back <laughs> okay. um uh, yeah, it's, it's got to be the color of the year. Definitely, surely, um, yeah. The, uh, they need to make that entire colors just yes. to bring it back to Melbourne. Colors, because you look fa- you look schmick, and yeah, then you and whack then the mask, mask on, and it's
0: and it just look. I mean, look, you could get a fabric black mask.
1: Well, that's true. I couldn't find any of them though. I couldn't find any fancy masks that matched it. <laughs> I'm sure so. one of our
0: sponsors have a black mask for you, JB. <laughs>
1: yes, I'm sure. Just getting it between now and then. Yeah. Uh, 92.9. I'll put a photo up on it later on. Yeah. Maybe. On my outfit and your And then your he steps away from, from the desk and
0: he's not wearing pants. Because <laughs> <laughs> <of Kyle> it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's TV. Please that's don't do that. Dress like a TV <laughs> Anchorman day. That's another day. Time to have a chat with Meg Coffey, our social media strategist. Meg, thank you so much for your time. How are you?
2: I'm wonderful. Always good to chat.
1: Yeah, it's been a while since we've had a chat, and during that time, uh, I think it was last week, uh, Zucks came out and said that he's looking at giving Facebook a new name.
2: Yeah, just a few things happening in the land of Facebook at the moment. Look, to be honest with you, it's it's Facebook, Inc. that is changing. It's the big parent company, ah. which owns Facebook, the Blue app, WhatsApp, Instagram, Oculus. So it's no different than when Google came out a couple of years ago and said, look, we're rebranding to Alphabet. Yeah. That's the parent company. Google is the search engine and all the other products yeah. that go with it. So, y- yes, it, it, it makes sense that they are doing this, that they are they're giving the parent company a new name. But... Let's be honest, and, you know, I'm always the one to be cynical about this. He's just tired of hearing the name Mm. in the news.
1: Mm. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. I mean, I I remember years ago, a a branding expert I spoke to always said that uh, changing your name is the last resort stuff. When companies start doing that, you know that they've, they've tried everything else and they've literally given up the ghost.
2: Yeah, and, you know, the the little blue app is really, it's in a world of pain mm. at the moment. People are not using it in the ways that they used to. You know, there's all of this data that's being shown that Facebook is actually bad for us. I think the most recent thing that's come out overnight um, is they've actually come out and said that they prioritize things that made you angry. So you know how we can react on Facebook? You can like, love, yeah. wow, haha. ha things that you said that it made you angry, that actually got prioritized.
1: Oh, wow. Really?
2: And yeah, it's, that's the kind of stuff. I mean, it just, it's not okay. Like, it's psychological warfare, in yeah. my opinion. Um, and I'm not okay with it. So, the rebrand, yes, from a, from a business point of view, separating the two businesses, Facebook Inc. and the Facebook App, I think is a great idea. However, they're in so much trouble I, you know, the, the, this little name change is not going to do no. anything to save them.
1: Yeah, they've they've sort of got it coming at them from all angles at the moment. There's the um the 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 whistle blower a couple of weeks ago that came out.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and they have research now that they know that Instagram is harmful to teenagers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And you know, the data is coming out, and this is the the, the thing is, is that it it's stuff that a lot of us have long suspected. Yeah. But I think what makes it worse is that it was their own internal research and they knew it. Yeah. And as the whistleblower said, they put profit over people.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And that's not okay.
1: Where do you think it's to from here for them or you know, other social media networks as well?
2: Oh. <laughs>
1: I think I asked you that 12 months ago and I don't think we've changed.
2: Look, you know, quarterly earnings are out today. Twitter's not doing too well. Yeah. Um, Facebook is in a world of pain with with lawyers and yeah. you know legislators in the U.S. and the U.K. Um, it's it's uh, ah, that's that's the, that's the million dollar question, Jared. it yeah.
1: really is. Because I mean, we, we, we all use it nowadays. We all want to. We, we we're stuck with using it. Um. A lot of us are using it even though we know that it's kind of harmful to us or the companies aren't run ethically. It's it's a it's a tough position to be in, isn't it? <laughs> it
2: is. But I think, you know, until we get any sort of valuable replacement, I mean, yeah. there's nothing that, that, you know, that comes on par. I don't really use Facebook at all anymore, but it is what tells me people's birthdays. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it, it's how I stay in touch with family overseas. Yeah.
1: Uh, It was kind of like, I guess, that's why we all stopped using MySpace, because Facebook came along, and we don't really have that, do we?
2: No. So I think, yeah, it's it's a watch this space. I think the younger generation, they're the ones that will dictate. They always do. You know, they're already migrating over to TikTok and and the other apps. I think Facebook in its current form has to change. There's, There's too much proof that they are a detriment to society for them to continue in the way that they are. How they change, how they recover, well, I mean, that's, that's where all the experts are, you know, yeah. everyone has an opinion on that one.
1: Even your dog wasn't happy with the opinion on that one.
2: I know, <laughs> I know. At least you know it's authentic though, right? <laughs> he
1: was. Uh, is your dog on Facebook?
2: <laughs> no, uh, yes, he is. And on Instagram. <laughs> and on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's what you do when you have pets. The average person has something like eight social media accounts, and at first you're like, how is that possible? And then you go, well, I have mine, and then my dog has his. Yep, eight <laughs> accounts.
1: <laughs> I struggle putting stuff up on mine and the and the radio station's page, let alone having another six to go along with that. Sounds <laughs> exhausting.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Go out and play outside. <laughs>
2: I agree. <laughs> I
1: need to put the phone down and go outside. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Thanks so much, Meg.
2: <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Always a pleasure.
1: Tom Grennan at 92.9 and 11 past seven. JB here. Thanks, Country Auto's GWM Havel. New cars you'll find in the GWM and Havel range on Bridge Street. Quality used cars, and they dedicated a lot on Gunning New Road. Let's head over the Dutch... To some New Zealand animal news. And a New Zealand conservation charity has announced its Bird of the Year. However, in typical New Zealand standards, it's been won by a non-bird. I don't understand it either. A bat has won the Forest and Bird Conservation Charity Bird of the Year Award. The Pekka Pekka T R O or... Long-tailed bat was included in the list of finalists to raise awareness and support for the species and then the bat Ended up being the winner the bird of the year spokeswoman Laura Keown said in a statement that Kiwis clearly love their bats Uh, a vote for bats is also a vote for predator control ...habitat restoration and climate action to protect our bats and their feathered neighbours. Long-tailed bats are listed as nationally critically endangered by the New Zealand Department of Conservation. The Forest and Bird Conservation said that 500, uh, sorry, 56,733 votes were cast this year. The most in the competition's history, the long-tailed bat... Received 7,031 votes, making it the winner, giving it a steady lead against the second-place finisher. And last year's winner, the Kakapau, which received 4,072 votes. I mean, I get it. I mean, you know, bats are important and, you know, good for them to shine the spotlight on conserving bats, but I mean, can't it it be done in another way than having a bird of the year award and having a species that's not a bird? That's like doing the beer of the year award and letting a wine or a soft drink win it. You know? And I mean, how is it that they're doing the New Zealand bird of the year award and the Kiwi doesn't win? (laughs) Going to play the stress test real soon, but right now, though, Naomi Blakely joins me for a chat. She's the Tamworth Regional Council's collection, cultural collections officer. Naomi, thank you so much for your time. How are you?
3: I'm good. How are you?
1: Yeah, doing very, very, very well. This is exciting. You have got coming up next Tuesday the uh, Tamworth first City of Light anniversary. Now, this is uh, the, the time back in 1888 that... Tamworth was the first place is in the southern hemisphere they got electric street lighting.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. We were 15 years before Sydney.
1: That is awesome, isn't it? That's an incredible uh, claim to fame.
3: Definitely. It's um yeah, an incredible Incredible feat back in 1888, and it's wonderful that we get to celebrate it today as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. So every single year on November 9, you do these uh, f- uh, first light anniversary, and you've got another one coming around next Tuesday from 12 midday. Tell us all about what happens on the day.
3: Yeah, so um, for this anniversary event, so it has fallen on a Tuesday this year, we'll be running our mighty John Fowler steam engines. So they're the only ones of their kind still working in the Southern Hemisphere as well. Um, so we'll be getting them up and running from 12 all the way till 7 p.m. Um, on the Tuesday night. Uh, so what guests will be able to expect is a uh, guided tour through the museum, and then they'll be able to pop out and see the engines in action, have a chat with our steam engine drivers who'll be able to tell you how they work, why they look like a standing still theme train. Yeah. Um, any questions that you might have, um, we'll be able to answer for you.
1: Yeah, exactly. and There's some great stuff in that in that museum. If it's been a little while, or maybe if you've never been at all, definitely get along there and check that that out and get the guided tour because there's some really fascinating, interesting, interesting stuff. And Tamworth's got a lot of history associated with uh, power over the years of of the city as well. And the various mergers and acquisitions of power throughout New South Wales. So, it's a, a, a fascinating story behind all of that as well.
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think because we don't have it anymore, yeah. um, it, the site that the museum's on was the first power station, but then we had a larger second power station, which is currently where the Powerhouse Motel is, um, which is, I believe, under Ridges now. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, because the big building's not there anymore. It's an incredible part of Tamworth history that we can continue to keep alive, and... Um Whilst we haven't got the kind of physical remnants
1: yeah. anymore. Yeah, exactly. No, that's it. And unfortunately, due to COVID restrictions, I understand the museum is currently closed uh, on its general trading hours. So you'll be able to get along there next Tuesday and actually get the guided tour again before things reopen. And I understand those steam uh, engines, the John Fowler steam engines, they're not running again till the Country Music Festival. Is that correct?
3: Yep, that's exactly it. So, yeah, several months wait between between runs so it's a great time to get down especially when we haven't got all the guests so if you want a bit more of i guess a um one-on-one yeah. personalized time around the museum then this is the time to, to get on top of that
1: yeah exactly next tuesday between midday and 7 p.m is when it's on at the tamworth power station museum uh down the end of uh peel street there on the corner of darling street because obviously there's two ends to peel street jb um do you prefer bookings for this one
3: Yes, yes, please book. Um, we have a booking link on our website, which is the tamlopowerstationmuseum.com.au. We've got one-hour booking sessions. You can book in with whichever session suits you best, um, and you can arrive at any point within that hour, um, just provided you give yourself enough time to pop around and have a look at everything.
1: Yeah, fantastic. And gold coin donation as well.
3: Yeah, yeah gold coin donations enter.
1: Fantastic. Hey, thank you so much for the chat this morning, Naomi Blakely, and all the best with the event next Tuesday. No,
3: thank you. We're really excited to, um, yeah, get it off the ground.
1: Yeah, exactly. Fantastic. You have a great day. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you. You
1: too. That Bye. is the Bye-bye. That is the Tamworth Regional Council's Cultural Collections Officer, Naomi Blakely, and you can get more details about that event at tamworthpowerstationmuseum.com.au. It's time to play the stress test.